In recognition of Valentine's Day, here are some extracts from a classic essay by black lesbian feminist poet Audre Lorde, Uses of the Erotic, the Erotic as Power. The essay was written in 1978, when feminists were critiquing and debating the pornography industry. But beyond distinguishing the pornographic and the erotic, Lorde explores here a much more expansive notion of the erotic, one which, among its other influences, helped inspire Adrienne Marie Brown's best-selling 2019 book, Pleasure Activism. Lorde's essay is worth reading in its entirety and is available in her 1984 collection, Sister Outsider. Lorde writes, There are many kinds of power, used and unused, acknowledged or otherwise. The erotic is a resource within each of us, rooted in the power of our unexpressed or unrecognized feeling. In order to perpetuate itself, every oppression must corrupt or distort those various sources of power within the culture of the oppressed that can provide energy for change. The erotic is a measure between the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings. It is an internal sense of satisfaction to which, once we have experienced it, we know we can aspire. For having experienced the fullness of this depth of feeling and recognizing its power, in honor and self-respect, we can require no less of ourselves. The erotic is not a question only of what we do. It is a question of how acutely and fully we can feel in the doing. The aim of each thing which we do is to make our lives and the lives of our children richer and more possible. Within the celebration of the erotic in all our endeavors, my work becomes a conscious decision, a longed-for bed which I enter gratefully and from which I rise up empowered. Of course, women so empowered are dangerous, so we are taught to separate the erotic from most vital areas of our lives other than sex, and the lack of concern for the erotic root and satisfactions of our work is felt in our disaffection from so much of what we do. For instance, how often do we truly love our work, even at its most difficult? The principal horror of any system which defines the good in terms of profit rather than in terms of human need, or which defines human need to the exclusion of the psychic and emotional components of that need, the principal horror of such a system is that it robs our work of its erotic value, its erotic power and life appeal and fulfillment. Such a system reduces work to a travesty of necessities, a duty by which we earn bread or oblivion for ourselves and those we love. But this is tantamount to blinding a painter and then telling her to improve her work and to enjoy the act of painting. It is not only next to impossible, it is also profoundly cruel. The very word erotic comes from the Greek word eros, the personification of love in all its aspects, born of chaos and personifying creative power and harmony. When I speak of the erotic, then, I speak of it as an assertion of the life force, of that creative energy empowered. There are frequent attempts to equate pornography and eroticism, to diametrically opposed uses of the sexual. Because of these attempts, it has become fashionable to separate the spiritual, psychic and emotional, from the political, to see them as contradictory or antithetical. What do you mean, a poetic revolutionary, a meditating gunrunner? In the same way, we have attempted to separate the spiritual and the erotic, thereby reducing the spiritual to a world of flattened affect, a world of the ascetic who aspires to feel nothing. But nothing is farther from the truth. The dichotomy between the spiritual and the political is also false, 
resulting from an incomplete attention to our erotic knowledge. For the bridge which connects them is formed by the erotic, the sensual, those physical, emotional, and psychic expressions of what is deepest and strongest and richest within each of us being shared, the passions of love in its deepest meanings. The erotic functions for me in several ways, and the first is in providing the power which comes from sharing deeply any pursuit with another person. The sharing of joy, whether physical, emotional, or intellectual, forms a bridge between the sharers, which can be the basis for understanding much of what is not shared between them and lessens the threat of their difference. Another way in which the erotic connection functions is the open and fearless underlining of my capacity for joy. In the way my body stretches to music and opens into response, hearkening to its deepest rhythms, so every level upon which I sense also opens to the erotically satisfying experience, whether it is dancing, building a bookcase, writing a poem, examining an idea. That self-connection shared is a measure of the joy which I know myself to be capable of feeling, a reminder of my capacity for feeling. And that deep and irreplaceable knowledge of my capacity for joy comes to demand from all of my life that it be lived within the knowledge that such satisfaction is possible and does not have to be called marriage, nor God, nor an afterlife. This is one reason why the erotic is so feared and so often relegated to the bedroom alone when it is recognized at all. For once we begin to feel deeply all the aspects of our lives, we begin to demand from ourselves and from our life pursuits that they feel in accordance with that joy which we know ourselves to be capable of. Our erotic knowledge empowers us, becomes a lens through which we scrutinize all aspects of our existence, forcing us to evaluate those aspects honestly in terms of their relative meaning within our lives. And this is a grave responsibility, not to settle for the convenient the shoddy, the conventionally expected, nor the merely safe. In touch with the erotic, I become less willing to accept powerlessness or those other supplied states of being which are not native to me, such as resignation, despair, self-effacement, depression, self-denial. Recognizing the power of the erotic within our lives can give us the energy to pursue genuine change within our world. For the Old Mall Variety Hour, this has been Fran Michelle reading selections from Audre Lorde's essay, The Uses of the Erotic, The Erotic as Power, from her collection, Sister Outsider.